we are repentant. We are grateful. We are redeemed. We are prayerful. We are First Baptist Church. Don't you think that's a great way to begin summarizing where we've been the past 13 weeks? Becoming more aware of the Holy Spirit. The, the series is entitled Living in the Holy Spirit. This is our last Sunday. We begin a brand new series next week in the epistle uh, to the Philippians. And, but we have been seeking to understand and apply the truths that we have learned about the Holy Spirit. So we want to become more aware and we want to listen to His voice. And I hope you have been challenged uh, throughout this series and encouraged to take more steps in that awareness of the Spirit's work in your life and also learning how to yield to the Spirit's voice that is speaking into the depths of your heart. Um, good morning. I am Pastor Danny. I had the privilege of serving in this church family, particularly preaching in Lagos, our contemporary worship gathering so if you're new and in the room, we're grateful to have you. If you're new and watching online, we're so grateful to have you. And we would love to know that you are with us today. So if you could just go to fbcs.org connect and just fill out that online uh, uh, connect card, uh, we would love to connect with you at a later time beyond Sunday. But we're so grateful that you're worshiping with this church family today and Church members, church family, whether you're in the room or at home, it is good to be together. It is good to be together to be called the children of God, to worship and respond to the God who's called us his own through the sealing of the Spirit of God in our life. So I'm thrilled that we get to worship together wherever we are. Um, let me encourage you to continue to give part of our worship is trusting God with all that He has blessed us with. And we do that um, through giving of tithes and offering. And you can do that by going to fbcsa.org slash give. Um, we want to encourage you to continue to do that as well. Now, a part of our new rhythm in Lagos is that at the end of 13 weeks, the 13-week series, we cap it off with a panel. And the panel's aim is to talk about what difference has this made in my thinking about God in my life and living for God in my life. So we really want to get to the heart of how do we apply this, apply this stuff, right? I and mean, we've been talking about it, and we do it in Bible study, and we've done it through receiving um, the Word on Sunday mornings. But in the normal rhythms of life, what do we do with it? And so... Today, I've invited Pastor Danny Cancino and Pastor Rick Henderson to join me on the stage. It's a pastor's panel this morning, and so um, they will come up shortly to join me, and we'll be talking about what they've learned about the Holy Spirit and how they've sought to apply it in their life. So, kids' time. We're also going to do something a little different today. So, and this is not just for the kids, this is for everybody. It's going to be a little interactive. Can y'all do interaction this morning? Little interaction. You can stay in your seats, of course. So at home, whoever you are, wherever you are, if you have kids with you or not, we want you to participate as well. 
So there's going to be a little interactive game. Now, so what's going to happen is, is the video is going to pop up on screen, and the narrator is going to give you instruction. And your role to engage in the game is to determine what is acting with the fruits of the Spirit and what is not. What is bearing fruit and what is not bearing fruit. And she's going to give you instruction on how to indicate which one you're choosing. So you have to obey her. All right? Can we do this? All right, you ready? Let's watch the video. Remember that we are supposed to be showing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives so that we can grow to look just like Jesus. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now it's time to see if you can recognize what types of situations show the fruit of the Spirit. Here's how to play. We'll pick a fruit from the bowl, and each fruit will tell us about a situation. You'll have to decide whether it's a fruit of the Spirit or not a fruit of the Spirit. Are you ready? Here we go. Let's pick the cherries. The cherries represent love. It says, I help my sister do her homework. If you think helping your sister with her homework is an example of love, clap your hands. If you think it's not an example, snap your fingers. Great job. Helping your sister with homework is an example of love. Let's pick another fruit. How about the bananas? The bananas represent self-control. It says, you eat all the donuts, even though one was just enough. If you think eating all the donuts shows self-control, touch your nose. If you think it's not self-control, stick out your tongue. Good job! Eating all the donuts is not a way to have self-control, and it's way too much sugar. Now let's pick the orange, which stands for peace. It says, yelling at my mom or dad when I don't get my way. If you think yelling when you don't get your way is an example of peace, then pull on your ear. If it's not showing peace, then wiggle your nose. Congratulations. You know that yelling when you don't get your way is not a fruit of the spirit. The melon represents faithfulness. Faithfulness is when you keep doing something you said you would do, even when it's hard to keep going. So the melon says, my favorite TV show just started, but I finished my chores first because I said I would do them right away. If you think finishing your chores because you said you'd do them is showing faithfulness, then raise both your hands. If you don't think it's being faithful, then touch your knees. Great job. Finishing your chores like you said you would is being faithful. Thanks for playing the Fruit of the Spirit game. I hope you play again soon. Well done, everybody. Um, I, I mean, I heard the clapping. I, I really couldn't see the wiggling of the nose that much or the sticking out of the tongue. But I'm trusting that all of you played along. I'm trusting you all played along at home. How did you do? Did you get them all right? Probably. Kiddos, did you get them all right? How many of you have eaten all the donuts? <laughs> I see adults raise their hands. <laughs> That's right, me too. Well, listen, uh, we, 
um, have been given the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit bears fruit in our life, those are the kind of fruits that he bears. And so, kids, let me encourage you to listen to the voice of the Spirit in your life. And we listen to the voice of the Spirit by reading his word, and when the Spirit of God reminds us to be kind or to forgive or to have self-control, we say, yes, I'm going to do that. Rather than being angry at my brother and sister, I'm going to forgive. Rather than paying my brother and sister back, I'm going to have self-control, right? So let me encourage you to listen to the voice of the Spirit through his word so that you can bear much fruit. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your grace towards us. Thank you for your spirit and help us to bear much fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's kids said, amen. All right, Pastor Rick and Pastor Danny, if you could join me on stage for our panel discussion. So this morning, I'm going to invite you to stand with us as well. And we're going to read our reverse passage. And rather than me reading the reverse passage today, Pastor Danny's going to read it with us. Galatians 5.22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Awesome. You may be seated. Thank you, Pastor Danny. Well, great. So here we are. We're at the end of a 13-week series about the Holy Spirit. And good job for we Baptists because we don't often talk about the Spirit, not nearly enough as we ought. So I think there's a lot of room for us to learn new things or be at least be reminded of truths about the Holy Spirit that we often just kind of pass over. So for you, over the course of these last 13 weeks, what's one or two things that have really resonated with you or reminded you about the role of the Holy Spirit in our life? I think exactly what you were just saying there. With I grew up in a very traditional First Baptist church. We, we talked a lot about Jesus, we talked a lot about the Father, but it's almost like we were scared of the Spirit. And so we really didn't talk as much about the Holy Spirit and the power and work of the Holy Spirit. And so for me, to come piggyback off of the song that we finished singing as well, it's one of the things I've really been looking at over the last 13 weeks is the making myself more aware of the presence. Because it's not that the, that the Holy Spirit isn't there, it's just that we aren't aware that the Holy Spirit is there. And I think we often get that confused, like, well, the Spirit's not near. The Spirit is omnipresent and always with us, but it's important for us to remember that He is there, and we just have to become more aware of His presence and speaking to our lives. Yeah, I'd add to that, uh, Pastor Rick, is just, I've all, you know, I've, I've understood that the Holy Spirit was, was for us and, and providing guidance and help, but I think understanding that 100% of the Holy Spirit is always there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard this in red scripture where there's this deposit placed in us once we accept Christ. And just being in the marketplace and in business, I always consider a deposit a portion of and not 100% mm. of something. And so during the study, I was just reminded that, wow, I mean, 
I have access to 100% of the Holy Spirit. Now, whether I listen to that or I'm sensitive to that, you know, that's kind of on me, I think. But it's a working out of understanding that, man, thank you, God, that when I'm looking for guidance or when I'm looking for, you know, whatever, I can, I can truly lean on that. So I, I took that away. And then the second, another thing I took away was, and you said this in one of your sermons, Dan, Pastor Danny, was, you know, the Holy Spirit's function is to always lead me to Jesus Christ. And so oftentimes I've heard it said that, well, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me to do this. And I'm learning to say, well, does that point me to Jesus Christ? You mm. know, so, or is that my will? Is that me just saying I'm going to support it with the Holy Spirit? Mm. Or is that really the Holy Spirit telling, asking me to do something? I think that's an important thing to remember is the Holy Spirit's always, as I've been saying, manifests the glory of the Son. Mm. And so if it doesn't exalt the words of the sun or point us to the sun like you said then odds are it might just be our own voices rather than the spirit's voices so all right so has there been anything that you've been particularly convicted about in this series do y'all get conviction y'all conviction never never get <laughs> we're, we're perfect obviously danny <laughs> no we the conviction for me has been probably piggybacked off of our study of the Spirit mixed with everything that's going on in the world, also with Pastor Chris's uh, influence on us to begin to pray more. Mm. Um, and I really think seeing the inter intercessory work of the Spirit in our lives and going to the Lord in prayer. For me, the times that I prayed the most in my life have been before major decisions, such as before coming here, um, my wife and I are pregnant as we're getting ready for the birth of our child. That's one of the things that we're praying for a lot. But just really looking at the little things in my life, am I taking those things to God and letting the Spirit lead me there too? Because I really focus when the big things come up, I pray and let the Spirit intercess and intercede for me in those moments. But do I let the Spirit intercede in the little decisions and the little aspects of life and just really trusting the Spirit. And this will tie into something that I'll probably talk about a little bit later with the fruit of the Spirit, but really just trusting the Lord and led, sitting and being still in Him and hearing His voice speak. Awesome. Thank you, Rich. I agree. I mean, I think that I've been convicted of, of maybe not spending quality time in silence and listening for that voice. I'm so busy and we're doing great things, but that just taking time to listen. You know, I've also been convicted of just being um, not willing to give space to the Holy Spirit. For instance, if I'm having a conversation and the Holy Spirit just wants me to listen and I get my values get attacked, my flesh wants to defend myself and I can do so intelligently, I hope, but sometimes I feel like maybe that I've been convicted lately that the Holy Spirit's just saying, just listen. Just, just listen. I have something for you to learn, and I have something for that other person to learn. But if I'm, I'm too busy speaking and trying to do it my own way, I have been convicted of that lately, especially this 13 weeks. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I think y'all like me, sometimes you find yourselves in conversations where you're already kind of beyond what the person is saying in front of you and trying to articulate in your own mind your own responses. So in effect, in effect you're really not listening at all. You're just thinking about what you want to say. I think that happens a lot 
with, with our relationship with the Spirit of God. We're just really concerned about what we think and what we have to say. Right, but, but wait, wait, I got all this to tell you, God. That's, I mean, that's right. You're not. That's right, and maybe the, the greatest value that we have in this relationship with the Spirit is, is to listen. And in that season of prayer, just say, Lord, help me to posture myself to listen to the Spirit of God um, through His Word. Well, let's talk about the fruit. So we, we were in Galatians chapter 5 this week where... Paul says, listen, you, you don't need to be listening to your flesh anymore. Be free in Jesus. Be free in Jesus. Um, I want you to bear fruit of the Spirit. And he lists all these fruit. Can, any, can anyone recite the fruits of the Spirit real quick? Can y'all do that? Who can recite the fruits of the Spirit? Chris, you can. What are they? Awesome. Can anyone? Can, good job. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. I'm sure at least... 80% of y'all could have gotten at least a few of those right. But let's talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Um, which one have you had to wrestle with most? And what have you done to try to tackle um, allowing that fruit to kind of grow in your life? So I've been wrestling with patience. I've been wrestling a lot with patience. So, you know, we are, my, my family is very much in transition during this time and as most of you know, Letty, my wife, is, is about to have a baby. Literally. Literally. Like, in fact, I called Danny to make sure we had a plan B for today. But uh, we're excited about that. But just patience, not, not only with, with family, but with, with any and every relationship that I encounter today. Uh, just being able to say, you know, it's not about defending what I think is right. It's about being patient and understanding what my assignment is. Mm. That's been different for me. Like usually it's like being patient with my kids because they're not doing exactly what I'd like for them to do. But even in that, I'm learning lessons like, hey, that's kind of like what God was telling you to do yesterday. And, and they're not listening to mm. you just like you weren't listening to God. That mm. relationship is pretty sweet right now. And Rick, you're going you're gonna to love it, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> But, you know, so I'm having to really wrestle with that patience of just making sure that, that I'm, I'm listening to the Lord. I mean, I can do a lot of good things on my own, just like we all can. But I think we truly miss the blessing of, of what God has in store for us. And it won't be, it might not be that we suffer great consequences because we're still making good decisions. But it could be that we're, we're missing out on that rich that rich blessing, that rich interchange that we have with the Spirit, because I just, I was too busy. I just passed right by it mm. to get to the end of the day, you know what I mean? Just Absolutely. Yeah, business, business can choke out listening and obeying the voice of the Spirit in our life. Yeah. Well, we should have, co we should have talked before here, because I need to talk about patience, too, here, because especially this morning, I'm on my way here. I get in my car, and I, I have a Zoom that's going to start at 9.30. I live 20 minutes from the church, and my clock in my car says 9.12. So I'm sitting here driving. Maybe I need to confess a little bit of sin here, probably a little bit faster than the speed limit a few times. But the, I found myself stopped at a stoplight, and the left-hand lane is open, and there are two cars in front of me. And I'm in the right-hand lane, neither of which are turning, and I need to turn. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, why didn't you just get over into the left-hand lanes where it's completely open so I can go over here and turn? And I was like, why aren't they being thoughtful of me? I, don't they know I need to get to church? But 
and in that moment, I was like, God really spoke to me and said, Rick, you know you're, sp- you're talking about patience today, right? And I was like, yeah, okay, all right, yes, Lord, I will, I will do that. Because my thought, but even before this morning, really the direction that I was going to go with patience has been more of a long-term patience rather than a short-term patience. Mm. Um, because my long-term patience has been tested on the verge of trusting in God's timing. Because especially in a day when the coronavirus, I'm ready for this thing to leave. I'm a youth minister. I haven't gotten to meet with kids but once in person over the last six months. And I'm just ready for this all to be done. And through that and through several other things that have been going on in my life, it's just really been God saying, trust my timing. I always know what's best. Your impatience is going to lead you into a different place. If we worked in your timing man, things would go wrong. But if you wait and trust in my timing, then my timing will always be perfect and be patient and wait for that. And that's good. Can I add something to that? Because I think part of part of this coronavirus season, you know, I've taken some time at lunch to go down and walk and just kind of put my earbuds on and listen to scripture. And I think the Lord's been just really impressing on my heart We've been so busy and so rushed as a community that there's a population that's on the street today that have always been there. They're just more prevalent today. And that's our transient homeless population. And I see them every day. But I feel like the Lord's just, you know, when if I put something into practice, was what we were going to talk about, it's to stop and look at somebody's face that, that really has no place to go. Mm-hmm. They've always been there. And this pause that, that we've been caused to take has really elucidated, has illuminated their presence mm. in our community. And I've been convicted of just saying, wow, I've been so busy that I've passed you by every day. And you've been here. Mm. You know, and I think that's that, that long, kind of almost that long-term patience that Rick's talking about. Was, Man, if I would have been just on my same course of doing business and getting things done and closing the books, and I don't know that I've ever would have stopped to see that. Mm. So that's a gift. Mm. Again, it comes back to um, listening, slowing down enough uh, to listen to the Spirit of God in our life. Just one last question, and I didn't send this to you guys, but. Um, what do you think has been most effective for you in yielding yourself to the Spirit? And what I mean by yielding is saying yes to the Spirit of God. What, what's helped you the most? So, uh, for those of you this, that uh, have read, read the Everyday Prayer, this is kind of what I talked about in my blog this morning. But I think a lot of times, for me personally, I try to do things and do stuff to yield myself to the spirit. I do ministry. I do good things. I do good works. I try to produce my own goodness. Mm -hmm. And instead of what really, when I want to yield myself to the spirit, what do I need to do? I need to be near to the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's the baby steps, the little steps that you take each and every day that will grow you closer to the spirit so that you're more likely to yield in those moments. When we're trying to do things on our own and produce our own goodness, produce our own fruit, those are, that's when the, we're going to get off of track. But whenever we truly want to yield to the Spirit, it's a daily commitment 
each and every day to spending time with the Lord mm. and just walking. If you want to grow close to him, if you want to get near to him, it takes time and you have to spend spend very concentrated central effort in with God if you want to become more like God. That's good, Rick. I think you're, you're spot on. It's going back to the basics. It's going back to the fundamentals, just like anything we do, right? Mm-hmm. We do things where we get so good at them that we kind of forget the fundamentals. And anybody who's been involved in those kind of activities, sports, whatever it is, you understand that if you get the fundamentals wrong, you may practice a lot, but you're practicing wrong. You're going to do things the way you practice them. And if we practice spending time with the Lord doing those small things. I think that's the way I've been able to, I mean, just recently, like, wow, I, I cannot hear you, Lord, because I am so busy. Mm. I am working exactly where I want to be, where you've called me to be. And even then, I can find myself getting so busy that I've had to take a step back. And, and one thing that I've done really, I think that's really helped me, not only in leadership, but in my personal walk with the Lord, is to make no excuses. It's just to simply say, man, that is on me. Mm. I, am, I am wrong. Mm. You know, we talk about repentance right now. And just to be able to say, wow. And I find when I do that, there's just like this. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I should have done that. Yes. You know, like two months ago. Because you just been carrying this junk around. Yeah. And it's, you know, and so it's, it's that pause being intentional. Another thing I've done is I've set my morning calendar to have some quiet time. So my morning calendar it's literally just blocks off this, this space and I get an alarm and I know that, wait, okay, if I've already started answering emails and started getting into work, I got to take a step back and I have to be willing to say, no, wait a second, I need to be more intentional. And so, you know, it's, again, the fundamentals my feet hit the floor. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this, you know, this cup of coffee. Thank you that I'm, a, I'm no spring chicken, sir, but thank you for another day of life. And so, man, thank you, Rick, because I think you're, you're exactly right. I mean, it's just really remembering the little things. Well, gentlemen, thank you guys so much for sharing with us what you've learned over the course of the 13 weeks and what you've sought yep. to apply. I hope you've kind of held on to some of those things, posturing yourself to listen, slowing down, pausing so that you can hear the words of the Spirit, so that you can say yes to them. So thank you guys so much for joining us this morning. And uh, yeah, y'all can, y'all can clap for them. Y'all can clap. Uh, man, I'm grateful um, for these men in my life. Um, I'm grateful for the Spirit of God uh, that we have as children of God. Um, in the beginning of Galatians chapter 5, uh, Paul tells the Galatians, it's for freedom that Jesus has set you free. It's for freedom. And so I, I want you to know this morning that the role of the Holy Spirit in your life as a believer is to seal or to secure that freedom that we have through the person and work of Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit's role, is, is to make that a reality. Remember that you are sons and daughters of God. He seals us. We have a new identity. And He helps us to walk in that kind of freedom. So Jesus has set us free from condemnation, right? 
He set us free from our own sin, and He's done that so that we can know freedom. He has set us free to know God, and He has set us free to love our neighbor as ourself. And so Paul says to us, in this whole context of fruit of the Holy Spirit, is live free in Jesus. Live free. And there's no law against the fruit of the Spirit. You can freely love and be kind and be gentle and have self-control. Live free in Jesus. But the only way that we can live free more and more every day of our life is to posture ourselves to yield to the voice of the Spirit in our life. So this past week I was in Psalm chapter 36. My normal rhythms of engaging the Word of God is to, to read a psalm and then move on to some other scripture that I'm reading. But I'm always in a psalm every single day. And this is Psalm 36.1. Listen to this. Transgression speaks to the wicked deep in his heart. And that just got me thinking. That just got me thinking about contrasting the work of the flesh, which Paul has been doing this whole series, right? Contrasting the voice of the flesh and the voice of the Spirit. But isn't that true? That transgression speaks the wicked deep in his heart. Our sin whispers deep into the heart of the wicked. But here's the reality. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you put your faith and trust in Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, because he's died for your sin, he's rose victorious over sin. If you're a follower of Christ, you are no longer declared wicked, Right? You are declared righteous. You're no longer called a child of wrath. You're called the, uh, being made in the very image of the Son, the very righteousness of God. There's a new declaration. And unlike Psalm 36, you're not called wicked. You are called sons and daughters of God. And furthermore, as I've already alluded to, is that through the Holy Spirit... We have a new voice, new words that are spoken deep into the human heart. Deep into the human heart. So that we can conform to the image of the Son. There's a new voice and the Holy Spirit speaks truth. The Holy Spirit speaks the very words of God. Most often through the written word of God and always through the incarnate word of God as we remind ourselves of the gospel. And he does so deep in the human heart. And so if we, would, if we would kind of rearrange that verse for the believer, for us, for sons and daughters of God, this is what it would say. The Holy Spirit speaks words of life and freedom to the child of God deep in his heart. That's the role of the Spirit. That's the role of the Spirit. So this side of eternity, until Jesus comes back and he redeems everything wholly and completely. When He restores everything and salvation comes to completion, until that day comes, we all still have that nagging voice of the flesh that speaks deep within a heart, don't we? It still lingers, although that voice is dying. Sometimes it sounds like a babbling brook and sometimes it's a roaring river. But that voice, until Jesus comes back, is still whispering into the human heart, into your heart. But we also have God's voice through the Holy Spirit that is speaking the truths of God. And listen, when depending upon which one we obey, we yield to, say yes to, each of them will bear fruit. That's what... That's what Paul is saying in Galatians chapter 5. 
Listen to the Spirit of God so that you can bear fruit. And he lists the fruit. And so as believers, we find ourselves redeemed, declared righteous, but still there is a war in us. Paul's talked about it in Romans, and he talks about it now in Galatians. There is a war in us, and the war is a war of words between two voices, the voice of the flesh and the voice of the Spirit of God. And if we could sum up this whole series about becoming more aware of the Spirit of God and living this life in the Spirit of God, it comes down to this. Are you hearing and saying yes to the voice of the Spirit? As opposed to saying yes to the flesh. And I would add to that, are we posturing ourselves, just like these men talked about, are we posturing ourselves to to listen to the Spirit of God? Are we in the Word of God? Are we preaching to ourselves the very gospel of God so that we know His voice and can say yes to Jesus? Listen, we know what His voice sounds like. When we're angry and we're tempted to hold on to unforgiveness, the gospel, the Spirit of God begins to remind us, forgive just as Christ Jesus has forgiven you. And we posture ourselves to hear that voice and we have a choice. Either I forgive or I hold on to unforgiveness. And so let me encourage you, let me challenge you as sons and daughters of God. To posture yourself to listen to the Spirit of God. Those words that He speaks deeply into your heart. And say yes. Be kind. Be gentle. Have self-control. Posture yourself to hear His voice through His Word. And preaching the gospel to yourself every single day. Let us flourish as children of God living in the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we once again are so thankful that we aren't left to ourselves, that we're not on our own, that we have not redeemed ourselves. So we rejoice in your Son, Jesus, through whom we are made righteous, and there's no longer any condemnation. And we also ask as children of God to help us to listen to your spirit who seals us as a deposit and who also speaks words of truth and righteousness and peace and joy into our heart. Help us to say yes to those whisperings in our heart from the spirit. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said amen. First Baptist Church has been broadcasting its services of new life and historic faith for 46 years. We would like to ask that you continue to pray with us for this ministry and also for your financial support so that we can continue this ministry for years to come. Thank you.